Welcome to It's Like This. My name is Laura Seifert, and I'm an author, a teacher, a speaker, but really I'm just an everyday woman who's looking to find God in everyday life. Throughout the Bible, Jesus would take profound truths like the kingdom of God. What is that? What does that even mean? And he would make these big truths accessible and understandable. And he did it by giving examples and saying things like, well, it's like this. It's like a mustard seed. And when you plant it, it grows and it blooms and it provides shade. And why would he say that? Because he's speaking to people that are farmers. So instantly it makes sense to them and they can get their minds around it. Other people would say, God, he's like a shepherd and he cares for his sheep like a good shepherd would. And that was coming from David, who was a shepherd himself. So where do we find God today? Because I'm not a shepherd and I'm not a farmer. You might be. But where do I find him? Can I find him in the grocery store aisle, my least favorite errand to run? You better believe it. Can I find him around a dinner table with a good meal and great conversation? Absolutely. So join me each week for fun conversations about finding God even when we aren't looking for him. It's like this. Okay, guys, welcome to another Rewind. I'm excited about this one. My conversation with Dana Owen, we ask each other some good, fun questions that I actually have. They're tabletop questions that I ask my family at dinner. Jason and I will just pull one out and ask our kids, and it just spurs great conversation. And one of the questions that Dana and I discussed is this, what is the thing that you most regret saying or doing to a friend? And... Listen, we all know there's a thousand gajillion things that I could think about that I regret, and you probably do too. I think if you're like me, oftentimes I can be in a group setting or at a happy hour with friends or something, and I can leave and I can wonder, why did I say that? Or I should have said this instead. But really, what came to my mind when I read this question took me back to first grade, y'all. And I was on the playground, and one of my classmates said that he liked me. And I responded with an embarrassing response, and I called him an unkind name, and I embarrassed him in front of all of our classmates on the playground. And what's crazy is I still remember that like it was yesterday. And I talked about that in my conversation with Dana. And so I've thought more about that. And it's interesting because even as a little girl, I understood what regret felt like. And more importantly, I understood what conviction felt like, like because there was something in me that just, I saw the look on his face change and I heard the laughter of those around us and it just made me ill. And it's something that I carried with me for a lot of years until our 20th reunion and I literally apologized to him. And while he said he didn't remember it, he very well probably did. I am raising teenagers now, and it is more apparent than ever what Proverbs 18:21 says. It says, the tongue can bring death or life, and those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And this is what I want to say about this. Power of life and death lives in our tongue. So, we can say words that cut each other down, that are sarcastic, that are punches, or we can use our words to build each other up and bring life to someone. I love words of affirmation. If you're familiar with the five love languages, then you know, I know, 
um, words of affirmation is one of the five love languages. You can Google that to figure out the other ones. That one's mine. And so it means a lot to me when people build into me. But I am recognizing that even though Jason's love language is different, he still needs to be built up. My kids do. People that I run across just in everyday life, we need encouraging words to each other. I was driving here today knowing that this was going to be the topic of one of my rewinds. And I was walking. There's a long hallway you have to walk through to get to the studio. And as I'm walking through this hallway, I'm ruminating in my mind, God, how do I word this well? I want to talk about the power that lies in our tongue. And just I started to think about the times that people have built me up and the times people have said hurtful things to me that have still stuck with me. And as I'm walking down the hallway thinking about this, I see a guy walking toward me. And he's, he's probably half my age, y'all. And he's on the phone and he's walking toward me. This was 10 minutes ago. And we walk past each other and we kind of smiled at each other. And he stops, puts his phone down by his hip and looks and he says, I'm sorry, I just have to say you're beautiful. And that was it. He just kept walking. He wasn't creepy. He wasn't trying to be make a play. I just knew in my gut he wasn't scary or creepy. And it it built me up. I was so, I was like, thank you so much. And it just affirmed what it is I'm speaking about. And what scripture says in Proverbs is that really life and death both lie in our tongue. And this is what I love about the second half of verse 21. It says this, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, what I don't want you to hear in these words is that it's not good to be a talker because I'm a talker, you may be a talker, introverts are not better than extroverts. We all are gifted um, with speech and the ability to talk. Some of us talk more than others. Scripture's not saying those who love to talk are gonna reap bad consequences because I don't like talkers. No, what scripture is saying is you have power in your words. And those who love to talk will reap consequences, either good or bad fruit. And here is what we have the power to do. And this is what I tell my kids. If a positive thought rests on your mind about someone, say it. Say it out loud to them. Affirm them. Don't be embarrassed by it. Don't think they're going to think that you're weird. Do it because people need to be poured into right now. I feel like our world, of course, I'm sure people, you know, my ancestors said this too, but right now it feels like the world is so dark. It just feels heavy. It feels like we're coming out of COVID and we're all trying to catch our breath, but we are reaping consequences of what this pandemic did and what our political climate, um, what we experienced during the pandemic, racially, politically, um, in our health, everything. And Because of all of that, it does feel like our world is different. Social media is a great example of bringing either life or death. So what scripture is saying is that the power of life and death rests on your tongue. Use it for good and watch how God will honor that. It's so interesting. Um, Anytime I am Sonic, I visit Sonic in our town. I live in Friendswood and we have a Sonic and I'm there all the time. Sonic is a fast food restaurant. If you don't have it in your neck of the woods, I'm going to be sad for you and pray for you because it's just one of those greasy hamburger joints that is awesome. And I get a diet limeade 
almost every day, sometimes twice a day. And I've gotten to know a lot of the folks working there. And anytime I can engage and speak life into them, I do it. I think about it and I do it. I, my kids, like I mentioned, are in high school. And so we're at the high school a ton. We were at a volleyball game just the other day. And this cute little girl comes and sits down behind me. And she's shy as all get out. And I looked at her and I said, your highlights look great. And her little face just lit up. It took no effort from me to do that. I thought it, it was genuine. I'm not being fake and I'm not just coming up with stuff, but it meant something to her. It meant something to her. I've also been um, in situations where someone has said something that's irritated or pushed my buttons and I've um, just come back with a comment that's sarcastic and I regret it. I regret it. So think about that with me as we are going through life. Scripture is so clear. We have power in our tongue, this muscle in our mouth, and we can use it for good or use it for bad. And God is giving us and empowering us to use it for good. Let's do that this week. It's so worth it. And if you have found yourself in a situation where you think, man, I wish I had not said that. I hope that didn't hit them that way. Don't wonder and don't just hope that they're okay or they didn't remember it or they got over it. Do the work of peace and go back to that person. Call them if you see them. There's a lot of times, y'all, I've asked God, Lord, would you organically bring a conversation about with this person again so that I can repair that or that I can make it right? And there's other times I've just picked up the phone and done the awkward work and said, hey, you know what? You may not have thought I meant this, or you may not have interpreted this way, my words this way, but I just want to make sure that when I said that, I wasn't meaning X, Y, and Z. I meant this. Just if there's room for clarification, bring clarification. I just walked in and sat up in the studio, and Alex is our editor who edits, helps us edit these podcasts and records with me, and super sweet person. And um, I ask Alex questions all the time. And she's clarified for me, and she and I came in, I said, Alex, if I'm still recording this podcast in 10 years, I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to ask you the same questions over and over because I seem to forget. Now, when do I put the headphones on, and what do you want me to lead in with, and do I come and tell you that it's over when it's over? And she said to me, she goes, you know what? Ask away. It's better to have clarification than just stay in the land of vagueness. And I thought, that's exactly right. So remember with me, the power of life and death rests in our tongue. Let's use it for good. If you need to make an apology, do it today. If you need to just build someone up, if you had the thought about your spouse, like I'm so grateful for how hard they're working, or I'm so grateful for the way they spoke into our kids last night. I'm so grateful that my spouse stopped and picked up bread on the way home from work, whatever it is. Build into them and say, thank you and say, I see you. I recognize you. It means something to me, the actions that you take. Build into each other. We need it. I think our world will be better. I hope that's helpful. It's been helpful for me this week as I've thought about it. You guys have a great week and thanks again for listening to It's Like This, Conversations with Laura Seifert. Thanks for listening. I hope that you are enjoying It's Like This, Conversations with Laura Seifert, a podcast made possible 
through the financial partners of Yes Ministries, people just like you. Yes Ministries exists to draw all women closer to Jesus. We do so by providing free Bible studies, online encouragement through our social media platforms, and by providing a podcast just like this one to women in all places and all walks of life. That's right, we do all of those things and we offer them free so that everyone can draw closer to Jesus without the hindrance of a dollar sign. But to do that, we need partners like you. Giving to God's work draws us closer to Jesus. Giving to God's work draws us closer to His people and giving to God's work draws us into His story. And if you would like to be drawn in, we would love for you to give and partner with us. You can do so in two different ways. One, through our Venmo account, which is at LSYES. Or you can visit our website online, yesministries.net. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's Like This. And most importantly, though, I hope that you find it helpful in your own discovery of God. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Seifert Yes, which is L-A-U-R-A-S-E-I-F-E-R-T-Y-E-S. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.